and we are live for episode 21 of the Creators Unplugged podcast. I am Ghost Stories Gaming as usual, and today we have Dangerous hey. Moose. Hello, Welcome to the hello. pod, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. Moose is a creator, a streamer, um, uh, a cooking fan, a fan of all things food. I've, I've been, I, tr- I think we post food pics at a pretty regular pace uh together and uh yeah just all around uh involved in the in the gaming and creating space so what's uh what's good on this what day is it monday my gosh we do this every monday (laughs) yeah i don't i forget days too you're all good uh but before this we're talking about uh just getting into card games we're talking about um the handheld device that i see on tiktok lives all the time as far as like bringing retro games back um Mm. what is that called uh it's called the analog or it's analog. called the pocket it's made by analog and that's like a real company right no yeah, it's a no those yeah, fake it's, companies that I, it's games, not like a buy a 60 just for a little emulator box ah, like they right. they make a game boy they make like a i think they make an n64 they make a snes thing it's like so it's like if your childhood but was made on modern like uh hardware it's fantastic it's handheld um the Game Boy is yes, the SNES, like the um the Super Nintendo's, all those like those systems aren't though. Those are just consoles you have to plug in. So what do you I guess what are you playing on that then? Like what what, uh, what can you play on that that you can't I guess it's a lot cheaper than a Switch, obviously. Um well, I, a, part of the reason I got the Switch was to play some retro stuff. So Um, so the Pocket, the uh Pocket by Analog, it comes default. It, there's like adapters that you can do to like um get like even more off-brand like one-off consoles that only ran for like a while but mainly what i play on it is like just uh let's see the first thing i did is i plugged in my pokemon emerald cartridge and then proceeded to question how uh eight-year-old me maybe younger probably six-year-old me managed to put 700 hours into emerald like what was i what? doing <laughs> yeah what? i i didn't realize it like i looked at the times like i had put into it and i like now realizing what it was like i played that thing religious 700 hours yes sir um so like i had that in there so that, that was crazy i don't like emerald i i would just somehow load in and then i think the problem with me though in emerald was that i believed every playground secret every playground secret so like the whole thing where it's like if you go to Moz Deep City at like this spaceport and then you like talk to the guy X amount of times and you spin around the corner and then eventually his dialogue will change and then you go to the moon and stuff like that. So like I just I don't know. I was so obsessed with the third generation of Pokemon to where like I just believed everything. I was also, mind you, a really dumb gamer. So like <laughs> I would just like I my childhood was interesting. So I grew up like not necessarily full in the countryside but far enough away to where I had dial-up internet, right? And I think we I all had re- dial-up internet. Well, we don't now, but I feel like if you started gaming... A good chunk of people definitely did. Like <sighs> Late Canadian 90s, early 2000s? Yeah, like I, like, I feel like it was different on where you lived in the States, but I know like Canadian ISPs were like super behind and like caught up like really heavy. Um, but like I, like I was terrified to ask my mom because like I thought we had to pay for like every second I was on the internet. So like, I didn't want to Google how to go find like Bagon in Pokemon Emerald. So my mom realized like, I really was into this. So she bought me the giant handbook 
for like the the guide the pokemon guides back in oh the day. that's cool i so I, I have it still it's like in my room it's just like on my bench in my room it's really nice and so like there's seven-year-old me who's just like yeah i don't want to read pretty colors adhd is going crazy but then i'm learning braille to find like all the <laughs> hidden pokemon which is it was so cool so I get to like relive that, and then like I even get to play like my Game Boy Color. So I'm playing like the original, po- uh, the original like uh, Zelda, uh, uh, Legend of Zelda Seasons, and like my sister's super into Zelda. So it's cool that mm-hmm. it's just like she's like absolutely obsessed with like Tears of the Kingdom and Breath of the Wild. And then there's me where it's like, do you want to try this one? She looks at, it, she's like, what the hell is that? I'm like, this, <laughs> this is original Link. So. It's fun little things like that, but it's just, it's revisiting just a lot of my childhood, and, like, I am a sucker for pixel art, like, even on my stream overlays, like, like I have pixel art, uh, my BRB screens, everything, so the Game Boy got me into that, and it, like, sparked an obsession that I didn't realize I still had, um, and love it to this day. So just going back and seeing all those beautiful sprites and everything else, my dog's here, of course, now, as soon as I start talking, he shows up, um... But, like, seeing, like, there was something about the GBA back in the day where, like, you can you can play, like, the newest Starfield. You can play, like, whatever you want. You can find, like, these 8K mods for Skyrim. But there is something about just when someone crafted the pixel art and the sprites so carefully on the GBA and the way the colors reflected and how perfect some of these developers use that little bit of space that they had i don't know like my brain is just in love with it it's weird i think yeah i think there's a certain quality to to those early stuff because they you know it's not a living game like once it's out it's out you're done and i think there's some like well hope for the best or like don't put it out because it's not done yet it's not perfect you have to put it out perfect otherwise we can't it's not I like, feel like it was, it's not like there's yeah. an early access original Zelda. Like Pre-order once it's out, it's out. So you have to finish mm-hmm. it. <laughs> like yeah, okay, yeah, probably less expensive to make it, but maybe it wasn't because the technology was different. I don't know. Um, it it's like less expensive to make it, but also like the vision is easy to obtain though. Like. Do you go and make like Legend of Zelda like uh Link's Awakening or uh the and the really I think it's Link's Awakening. Um and then you you just have this idea and it's like, well, I don't it's like, well, what do I do? Do I make it like first person, third person? No, you have the GBA, you know you have to make it like that overworld map. So each individual square like someone who has that passion for is just staring at a box and they get to make that box. And then right. It's almost like it's not like how if you go like, you know, I remember you made the video on Spider-Man where um, people were climbing up walls or like the skyscrapers and they're like, oh, no, the lady repeats twice. Right. It's like the per- the scale of Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2 and a poor lady just like repeating twice, like someone's not going to sit there with the meticulous intent of making each window different. It'd be an insane task. And but, I don't I don't it, think it's re- realistic for con- to ask For context, like there was some some people complaining on Twitter, as they do, uh, about the there was a, an NPC character model repeating its actions, and it was the same I think aesthetics too. It as it, it repeated itself in multiple windows on a on yeah. a single size skyscraper in your massive open world game, and they were yeah. said, "Hey, did, is this? Did anyone catch this? Like so lazy, ha? Huh? Like, what? Yeah, it, it's <laughs> but, like that where it's like." 
someone then then you look at a gpa where like you know once again zell does the reference like you walk over left of the screen it just loads a new panel like it did the whole like slow pan over and then link walks into screen like that person designed that panel each individually and so right. they got to sit there and make everything come to life and connect the route together as it would go it's like how or even you play like pokemon like you know you walked left out of peterberg city and emerald and then you have the route with the beach and you go up to the forest or you go up there like it's easier to i feel like it's it was easier back then to pay attention to the like meticulous detail because you had to design it like that right where nowadays it's like you're gonna get repeating things it's gonna happen but it's okay you know it's the old like spider-man is still a fantastic game because the overarching gameplay okay meticulous detail missing it's not taking away from the experience where if meticulous details missing from it, it a small handheld game it takes away from the experience of someone who is looking for problems rather yeah, than but, enjoying it but then at that point if you're looking for problems technically right. you're getting enjoyment out of your experience because you found the problems yeah <laughs> i don't know about that one <laughs> No, I think, I don't know. I think that person is just, it's the person who's like, you go to a fancy dinner and at the end of it, you know, you're like, man, that was great. You're like, yeah, but my fork had soap spots. What? Yeah, it's. Lick your thumb and wipe it out like the rest of us, you know, it's like. <laughs> or no, ask for a new fork. You right. Know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, come on, man. That, that guy's not saddest. That guy's Dudley from Harry Potter. It was absolutely last year. It was thirty cent. You know, like that's that's <laughs> that guy, man. That's like that's right well, the these two windows repeat itself. I'm like, did you see the Sandman cinematic? What is that? Not good. <laughs> like, are you uh, are you upset? Yeah. I don't know. It, I don't it's know. but hey, speaking of bad things though, and you know, actual like poor game design. You wanna mm -hmm. you wanna talk about a little bit? Talk about it, a company that delayed oh. a game. How Let's many times? It. Let's talk about it. Actually, just before we do, is it cool if I DM you something right now? I just want to send you to the link to Analog in case yeah. you wanted to like take yeah, a look yeah, at please. stuff. And I'll put it in the description as well, too. Absolutely. It's a fantastic site, like all retro stuff. I just had it pulled up and everything. Uh, but yeah, um, so fantastic. Um, I think it's everyone's made the joke. It was four days after uh, Days Gone comes out, the studio uh, shuts down and the game is pulled from Steam. Uh, Did you see the response? I yeah I yeah. I saw I, so the reason I saw the response is because the first thing I saw was Daisy making fun of them. I was like, what what's Daisy typing slash s for on on Twitter? And I was like, oh, lo and behold, <laughs> Days Gone is is gone. Um, so yeah, that's uh, is that the full title? I, Days Gone. Uh, I think it's I think it's the, the the day before. Sorry, the day before. That's my bad. I the Days Gone is a different game. It's the day before I'm referring to. Um. But yeah, so the this goes back. This goes back. Yeah, it does because it's like so. It was supposed to come out like last year, and like I I remember seeing it like at an E three, right? Um, yes, I think. And then they were like, "It's coming out," and everyone's like, "Oh, this looks cool." It's, it was supposed to be like an MMO survival world, like you know, kind of like Division-esque where it's like, we're all going to loot stuff together, but way more like nitty gritty, like you and me are in the forest against zombies, the world's destroyed. And we just like have to like make our way through it. Kind of like that Daisy super fantasy that people have like always been clamming for. And then it comes out and it's an extraction shooter. And people are like, 
huh? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. So it was like an extraction shooter and then like it and then like the bugs are hilarious. Like there was this one where this uh streamer I'll try and find it because I'm like scrolling the tweets. Is right the now. one where he's just suspended in air forever? It, but but he's huge. Like yeah. this <laughs> NPC explodes and he just starts, yeah, like just taking off. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm talking about. It's I don't know. Like I I've seen some games come out that have been in some I'm I'm an avid Ubisoft fan. I have seen the downfall of companies. And to have a game like this that's just so hyped up and everything else, and then to kill your entire company four days after, it's gotta be a new record. So it's gotta that's impressive. So my favorite my favorite rumors, uh, and I don't know if they were actually confirmed or not. I have a feeling that I haven't done enough research into my in into my on whether it's legit or not, it's them using game trailer footage from other games to to splice into their game to make it seem like like they're bringing in other footage from other games to show in their gameplay trailers. Really? Have you that, seen this? I actually no. This is the first time I've heard of it, but that would be crazy to hear yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. So the the um, rumor goes. And if, I'm sure if you look it up, you'll see people who have already done comparison videos, but they are they they allegedly have spliced footage from other existing games to put into their game trailers. So when they're showing you examples of the game, all of a sudden you might see a clip of Fall Guys for like two seconds, you know, and then it's just the day before. Huh. Not actually Fall Guys, but yeah, games that yeah, look but like, like it. something similar and okay, I I see it here. Splice trailers. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see. Okay, that's so funny, <laughs> dude. I'm picturing like I'm just the joke being like you're watching it. Not that, but that actually might be a good TikTok idea. If we like me like POV, you're watching the day before trailer, and then you're watching oh, it, God. and then it shows like Among Us clip for like ten seconds, <laughs> and then it comes back, and you're like. Is that did you got you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that that would be oh god, that's it. There you go, content right yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, oh my god. What did I just see? And then it's like some more day before, and then you just see a Madden play, just like one play from from Madden. <laughs> then it comes just, back, you're like, Wait, what was that? Last doesn't part? make sense. Why is that doing there? That looks know? pretty no. good, but I don't know how that ties into the story. Gotta gotta put the new Fortnite festival in there. Yeah. Gotta get the, get the little <laughs> yeah. zoomers in on it. Absolutely. Just the Lego PPE. You're like, that's dude. It looks really good, but I don't think that's your game. But, okay. Oh my god, that's this is yeah. Reading this small rabbit hole I found, like just kind of like glancing. I'm not like, don't want to spread too much misinformation, but holy crap, like that's that's funny. That's the rumor. I, that's the rumor. So. That's the rumor. But yeah, that's wow. That's I don't know, man. Like, what do you like? You you're interested in games like i've met a couple devs i've made some friends with them i uh, back in like when battlefield hardline was a thing some of my i remember hardline. Uh, i was like very involved in the battlefield scene and i actually became pretty decent friends with the director of the game his name was thaddeus uh, sazar uh, that's um, a director's name yeah that's his name he he worked for dice la i know his name was thaddeus i'm probably remembering his last name like absolute terrible but his name was like a uh, dirty death dog on twitter and we would talk frequently and like this is when i was still studying like in high school like coding and game development and stuff like that just before getting into college and like company like you can tell when there's like passion behind something and like a lot of developers go into things whether it's like um 
or they're like your publisher's kind of crap and they put like a lot of strenuous tasks on you or stuff like that but at least like there's there's some like oomph behind a team like there's still some way you can rally them i would love a like tell-all interview to come out from this company that just like what happened because this this has to be like the greatest thing in gaming history to fly under the radar it's did you ever watch the fire festival docs uh i've heard of them have not watched them though okay it kind of feels this the same it sounds like the fire festival where a Mm -hmm. lot of promises are made and all of the previews that we see are kind of faked and then people and now it's finally time to pay the piper and people go uh excuse me and then they just bail out you know well we're stuck on this island and we prepaid for this game and everyone's gone (laughs) yeah but like they stayed open like were they were they waiting though for like were they were they like was there like a backstage contemplation where like hey are we gonna pull like a no man's sky and you know ten years we'll make this game bang or is it just like all right know. it it's the worst reviewed thing on Steam you know refund refund uh just you know pull the plug on everything because like that's people like I don't know how large a studio was but that's people's jobs you know that's someone, Which... that's someone. Which is probably why people stuck around until milk as much as you can. Right, I'm getting paid like, until it goes under, basically. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't blame someone for that. Like, if if you know, like, especially in today's job market, society thing, like, put your put your stuff out on Monster, Indeed, LinkedIn, whatever you got to do. But like, you know, work for your bottom dollar. But oh god, like, could you like? I I hope I hope they knew. Like, I I feel like there would be enough common sense to where it's like, hey. This is going to be a disaster. You know what I mean? Like, we've... I think games... Someone have, knew. A, a couple people right? had to have picked up. Like, someone who's designing, like, the gameplay was like, all right. Like, it's like... There, there was a lunchtime talk where someone's manager was like, look, start putting your resumes out somewhere. Get your bottom dollar. Use your... You know, use your PTO. Just <laughs> just milk this shit and get out of here sort of thing. Right. So, yeah, I... That that's at least what I like. I hope like my my caring for the person, the slave in a way making this game is being like, please have a half decent way out. But like, it would be so tragic if just someone was like, yeah, company's gone. Like that'd be devastating just to wake up one morning and just like, all right, uh, ta da! <laughs> like there's right. there's nothing, there's nothing. So, huh? <sighs> Can't. Uh, I feel someone bad, but knew. I mean, someone, so, someone knew. had it someone knew for sure like you, you have to feel the waters i think it's like after it, it's yeah you had to felt the waters so now it's uh. it, think about it, like is it man if you know but don't say anything or if you're um, if you know and you're in a position to say something but you just want to make sure that you have a job for as long as you can um I, because that had to happen too, right? Or or is it? Do you think it's just blind faith? Like we're gonna get it done. It's gonna be fine. Like we're working there's someone hard. Young we're and pas- there's someone young and passionate enough that I believed that I believe believed in like the No Man's Sky comeback. But then I also believe that there's someone who's been around long enough where it's like also was like it, it's not like steam at least is doing the right thing about giving the refunds because like gaming is like i'm as a canadian like i pay a hundred dollars standard edition for a video game like my what that yeah so really like, you, you guys pay steam? 70 dollars yeah due to due to my currency because like my dollar is much worse than yours right like economics talk quick everyone snooze 
um canadian dollars really bad and we have like a lot of like electronic tax and import fees and stuff electronic so, taxes wow yeah like my my province or state for people that don't know provinces <laughs> uh, you can say province uh, that's what it is okay cool yeah, so like my province, you're not the um, dumbest has... dumb it down for us Americans. I mean, no, you could. Not full dumb it makes down, sense. But just a quick <laughs> translation. You know, sometimes people <laughs> yeah. are like province. What do you mean by that? You know, just something you just gotta. You're check like, I'm hilarious. a royal son. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. Yeah. So like, I have so like on my Steam, you don't have to pay like sometimes tax on it. I do. I have to pay tax on my Steam transactions. So, like, not only am I paying for the the, the game. I then also have to pay like an additional 10% in tax for digital tax. Hmm. Um, and then on top of that too, I'm paying the conversion. So a game's like 70, 60, $70 for you. It's a hundred dollars for me because of conversion. Like it's kind of, I think my dollars right now, like 73 cents to your $1. So it's, it's kind of nuts in that regard. So like when I look at a game, my friends are like, Hey, I want to get this game. Like I got to I got to study. I got to look. Right. Yeah, I gotta make sure, like, hey, uh, it's all right, boys. We're we're gonna play this game, but it's like, listen, like, I'll talk to him, like, hey, Sam, like, are you playing this game with me? And he's like, absolutely. I'm like, are you sure? If you right. get bored of this in two weeks, I'm PayPaling you half my bill. Like, that's that's how this is working. Dude, I had not but... thought about that. Like, doing, I just hadn't thought about that. Doing doing like game reviews or talking about pricing. What, man? So when you guys spend for a game, it's like, it better be. It better it's be good. Be. And when it's not, it it's a real ripoff. Absolutely. Well, even just microtransaction-wise, too. Like, let's talk about Valorant for a second. Valorant, you get tax um, per microtransaction, too? Yes, sir. Whoa. Absolutely. Yeah, every, every transaction digitally done is tax. And on top of that, it's conversion, too. So to give you an idea, Valorant drops... I don't play Valorant as much, but, like, Valorant drops a new skin bundle. And they're quite expensive. I'll give Riot their dues. They do put a lot of effort into it and make it worth some of the penny in american for me one of the bundles that came out that i was interested in was 187 dollars jesus christ <laughs> yeah and now mind you it's not that i just pay 187 dollars it's that i have to buy one currency pack and then i'd have to buy another currency pack because that together would make up the amount i needed dude or, yeah so like a lot of times when i have to buy stuff like i have to think about like, you're like, some people go, oh, why are there so many options? The reason there's so many options is it helps Canadians sometimes. <laughs> like, um, uh, Bungie, perfect example to talk about. The recent flack they've been getting absolutely deserved. I put about, like, 3,000 hours into Destiny in the span of, like, a year. I love that game. And I played with my friends. We did raids. We burnt ourselves out to the game to the core. We got to the point where, like, we're doing six-man activities with just three people. So I had no problem spending money on the game. Eventually, Bungie introduced the double dip. So before, you buy Seasons Pass, you get four the four content expansion drops that would last like three months or whatever throughout the year, and then you get the two dungeons and the two raids um, included in all of that, and then everything else in between. So now what they've done is they up the price of that, and then they put the dungeons and the raids behind like paywalls. So you have to like buy $10 for the keys um to pay more and then what they also did is they increased the price of every season so then they'd be like oh well now instead of ten dollars per battle pass that would be a season two so battle pass and season are one and the same when it comes to destiny so instead of paying ten dollars they made it fifteen dollars 
but they didn't offer a $15 package. Oh, what a I had bitch. To, what a I bitch to, move. I would have had to spend $25 per season. <laughs> like, <sighs> though, th- th- it's like those things. It's like those things in get like, as a Canadian, like, people are like, oh, what's an extra five? What's the worst? No. As someone who has to convert currency, it hurts, man. <laughs> it cuts deep. Like, Dude. I was already paying $15 for the season. Now I have to pay $25 for the season. Like, stop it. You know what I mean? Stop. So much. I, it is. So it what's, is. The, what's the Baldur's Gate, like, elite pack cost? $200? Uh, um, <laughs> hang on. My Steam's updating, but I'll tell you in about, like, three seconds. Like a um, third of your rent for this game? I uh, Might be a small morgue. Um, well, you know how they have, like, the Call of Duty collection out there? The one that has, like, every game on Steam, but it's, like, ridiculously priced? Yeah. Why is this... Sorry, Steam's updating, and he's 100,000 kilobytes still, and it's going as slow as possible. Um, so I'll tell you in just a moment. But yeah, like, so um, just in general, like, things like that, where it's like people get excited, like, oh, they're going to have to spend their pretty money. Like, yeah, those games are very expensive for me. Um, here, let's go store. And then we're going to go to my friend sending me a terrifying thing, uh, Boulder's Gate. Actually, want something funny about Boulder's Gate? I can't play it. Game of the year? What's that? I can't play Boulder's Gate. Um, uh, why? Every time I launch it, it just crashes. <laughs> I don't know. And uh, I've tried like every fix and it just won't. It just won't. And it makes me sad. Um, dude, what? Yeah, it's very strange. Okay, so I can't see the Boulder's Gate like very expensive edition on Steam. But if I do go find the Call of Duty collection, um, which is notorious for being very, very expensive. Um there is i'm not surprised yeah uh the whole co- i know there's something here it's thirteen hundred dollars for me i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry can you please send me a screenshot please i will absolutely send you a screenshot. i'm sorry it it's ridiculous to what give you an idea yeah it's it's that much put together is for all like the old call of duties and everything else is thirteen hundred dollars um so let's go back to Destiny 2, another game that people can probably more relate to than buying the whole bundle of Des- uh, thing. Um, so to buy every expansion and like pass for that I would want to play uh, Destiny 2 for, to buy every single DLC to get the full experience, I'm paying $708.36. What? What kind what kind of cloud situation is this? I don't know. I just that's what I mean. Like, like I it's like what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> every every DLC for Destiny, every option of microtransaction on Steam right now for Destiny Two is a hundred uh, seven hundred eight dollars and thirty six cents for me, bro. Yeah. So like, if if you're like a parent, right, and your kid's like, hey, I want to get into Destiny Two, no, they don't. You. Di- <laughs> I don't even know. What to say. Yeah. Uh. It's yeah. So welcome to being a Canadian gamer, and Dude. then also you could imagine the things I have to pay for, like a PC and everything else. So. Oh my God! I don't. Yeah. I don't even understand what what is the digital tax that you're paying. It's it, the digital tax is like maybe eight eight to ten percent, right? Just like you know, you get taxed on a a, a thing. 
But the thing is, is like, it's also conversion. It's my dollar conversion. That's the main killer, right? So like, uh, here, let me go. Uh, CAD, so Canadian dollar to USD. Um, so what's a, what's a game? So what's a game right now? Like just name a game. $69.99? Yeah, just like $69.99, <laughs> right? That's a price? Uh, Baldur's Gate, sure. Yeah, I think it's 70 bucks. All right, so $69.99 in USD is $94.95 Canadian. So Baldur's Gate's 100 bucks. Yeah, so Baldur's okay. Gate after tax and everything is $100. Every game after tax is 100 to $110 for me. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> this is we like this is a a real subject of conversation though. This is like this is something to talk about because when people complain about the pricing like they like I get mad if if a game is just trying to think of games that I think are overpriced. Like I think Super Mario RPGs is an overpriced game, mm-hmm. for what it is. Um, I'm just gonna drop the two uh, snips in the uh, chat here. Just, okay. Uh, if you want to use them for later, if you want to pop up like that. Um, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Like I think it's a great game for what it is. It's Nintendo. It runs perfectly fine. It's smooth. It's updated graphics. It's a remake. I think for a remake to charge sixty dollars for ten hours of gameplay. 10 to 12 hours of gameplay. Uh, it's a lot. Like, for example, the Bluey video game, you can beat it in like two hours. That's 40 bucks. I think that's yeah. overpriced. You're paying Absolutely. for the brain a little bit. But yeah, you got to you gotta pay for a dollar. You know? Not only am I paying $40, you're paying like $70 for the same game. Mm-hmm. So like... That's so yeah, exactly. crazy. Absolutely. And like those things, like that's all the things come, like I have to take into account. So like... When a, when a when a trailer drops, like I sit there and I'll watch it, and it's like okay, and then I'll like keep an eye on it, and it's like all right, my friends are like, like the new like I got the new Call of Duty because I know my friend Jen will play it with me. I enjoy the experience. Like yes, the single player was you know short, whatever else. I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was like a rush of stuff, whatever. But like the multiplayer is pretty good. The zombies experience is very fun. All my friends are playing right now. Like we're swapping between games and I'm getting my money's worth. So I'm satisfied and okay with spending that dollar. It does come to a thing though, where it's like, yeah, I wanted to get the super Mario seven star remake. I was excited to see that, but knowing it's a full price game and knowing how the game already played, it's like, ah, right. It's like, I mean, maybe it's like if there's like a sale, but Nintendo kind of doesn't do that. So it's like, I have to, I have to, I think it's like, okay, I'm going to, they don't come down. Yeah. They they don't come down. Yeah. So it's, it's hard where it's like, okay, well I could buy this, but then I know like Persona 3 Reload's coming out. Oh, we can talk about like a whole other podcast of Persona because those games, like if you like want uh, a games that have a lot of spin-offs but like are worth the dollar value persona 5 tactica fantastic game i've heard good things Mm-mm, beautiful game Fan- fun exciting it's it's very like if you're a fan you'll enjoy it you'll enjoy it if you're a new player like you won't feel alienated there's end there's end game content there's a whole full playthrough it's colorful it's exciting it's voiced fantastic the story's gripping it's worth like it's a spin-off but I was okay paying for the full game. Persona 3 Reloaded, I think, is, like, a perfect example of, like, yes, it's still, like, a modern game, but it's a new engine. There's new additions. There's new story. There's new endings. There's Mm. new cinematics. There's new features, new functionality. That is truly a remake and remaster of telling the same story that existed. 
It's like, will I pay good money for it? Yes, because there is time, effort, and care into it. Paying the same full game price like you're talking about for like Super Mario RPG, where it's just shiny new graphic, same thing. I'm going to spend my money on Persona 3 Reload instead of, you know, Super Mario. Right. Yeah. Dude, man, this is this is like a very interesting topic in terms of just i mean i guess there's really no way to control it because the pricing what why did i think the pricing was just set universal yeah um but back in the day but of course tax affects everything differently and um it's conversion it's mainly the conversion rate it's just mainly the conversion the tax wouldn't even be an issue it's mainly the conversion rate because like that price that 94 dollars i told you about is is the big killer that's almost a 30 30, like 25 more dollars right that i'm looking that i'm looking to pay to get an experience of something so and then even that like into content creation too it's like oh the new big game's coming out it's like okay well this is a game i want to make some content for it it's a bigger commitment you know sometimes you look for it's like all right like i sometimes will use my twitch like my twitch and youtube go back into funding twitch and youtube right? right i run two youtube channels i run my twitch channel like anything I make out of those come back to me. And then I used to buy like new equipment or new games and stuff like that, that I make the content for. And so when you pay like X amount of money, like a hundred dollars, but then like the game flops and you don't really get that return on investment. Eh, shit, you know, yeah, a hundred bucks. And that kind of stings a little bit, you know, and right. then you got to kind of figure out what you want to do. And then it's like a reorganization sort of thing. So yeah, like content creation being expensive as it is, and then adding on top of that the expensiveness of games, it is it's a lot. So if you ever see a Canadian content creator, just remember their bank account hurts. <laughs> yeah, this is not a cheap pursuit by any means. No, no it's um, not. Um it's you gotta have passion. Passion at the end of the day, like you have to sometimes just like also look past it too. And if you're passionate for it, make the content. It'll make you happy, of course. That's the number one thing at the end of the day. But like sometimes the analytics kick you in the butt and sometimes it happens you know and it's just like something you're really looking forward to like say like a new game's coming out and you're like oh i'm really looking forward to this and then like under delivers and you're like well i can't really make the content i wanted to because the game's not doing it's not really fun for me to play and then it's also not fun to people aren't watching it so you're like well and you kind of just bummed so right you feel more pressure to squeeze content out of a game because they're so much more expensive for you. So, like, if you buy Call of Duty, you're like, I'm making Call of Duty content for the next 365 days. Um, no, I so I realize like with my content, like I I upload, I'll play like whatever I'm playing on stream. The idea is is that I'm going to eventually get something that is worth me taking a a chunk of cutting it down into a video i'll work on it for like a week i'll edit it really nice i'll make it funny i'll like there's something about like theatrics and the way i make content so it's like i had this really good game but the gameplay is like we like i play like overwatch one time and like this one time i dropped like 50 bomb like a 50 bomb and ranked and it was sick i was like yeah so the way i edit the video with the music the tone the pacing the everything is designed to make the video feel like engaging and action-packed and like you know it's like oh you know he's got to hit the shot or this and that like that's how i try to make my videos 
But like, if we're just absolutely goobing around and we're dying of laughter in the middle of a game, the music's different, the pacing's different, the, the speed is different, even the length of the videos are different too. It's just like, it's got to feel like how my brain wants it to feel. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, like it's it's got to like, I feel like I want to tell a story with how each gameplay comes through. And so I don't don't really just like, I I have friends that like daily COD content or like daily this, and they're like the hammer pump out sort of thing. And there are some great people. Like uh, one guy, his name is Jay's. He's absolutely fantastic on the content he does. Um, he's always finds a way to be engaging and he finds a way to stick out amongst that style of content. And even when we talk, he too just like wants to deliver himself through his videos. So it's about like finding that way for me, really. Um, so sometimes it does suck when it's like, yeah, a game's expensive, but like I, as long as I at least have some good people to play with and then know kind of what I'm setting myself up for, eventually the ideas flow to me as I look like through the raw footage and then it will change, it'll get cut differently and stuff like that. So. Oh man, how do you, um, how do you choose the, the games that you're interested in that? Like, do you pick? multiplayer games because there's a lot more replayability so you could get more out of it in terms of i I mean are you really someone who just plays what they like because you play you usually play with a group like i feel like i look in your discord there's always like a a, a group of people in there yeah Uh, so i have so i mentioned before i have two forms of con i so technically i have three youtube channels one is very is inactive now because the person it was just a let's play channel it was called soul shaker studios and it was me uh, my friend Joy, my friend Thunder, and then we had like sometimes just like revolving guests of friends who just like, oh, you guys are playing this game. We played like Ghost of Tsushima, the original, like Spider Man, the PS4, Kingdom Hearts, Persona Five. That one like really like we did a 200 episode long Let's Play Persona Five, and it like blew up, and people really liked us for that. But like at the end of the day, it's like if a Let's Play had like one video or like one view, and then one had like was doing really well with persona it didn't matter to us because it was about us having fun and producing that sort of thing so that's where i did like my single player stuff and then my dangerous moose stuff i do now it's mainly just like as you saw like in my discord my friends are like hey you want to play some call of duty i'm like yeah sure hey you want to play some overwatch sure we'll play some siege play some cs and then it's like whatever we pull from there like whatever from there goes on the dangerous moose channel and then it gets turned into its fps thing you know and I try. It's kind of like amongst the grain with everyone, but at least try to make it how I want to tell that story. And then my third channel, my most recent one, is called Moose.exe, which is actually all Mega Man based. Um, what? So, yeah. So <laughs> okay. going back to my original topic of talking about the analog, one game I didn't specifically talk about with like my whole Game Boy and childhood is Mega Man Battle Network the six what do you call a game that has six entries in it it's like a super trilogy i don't know six entries oh yeah the um, series you know like because there's a trilogy what do you call um, something's got six i don't know that's called the um um the uh i got nothing dude i was looking for a joke so hard i was i was too i was like uh, (laughs) then i was like six layer dip is that funny i think it's seven layer dip is the classic perfect Col- <laughs> the seven uh, layer diff of Mega Man Battle <laughs> yeah, Network yeah, games yeah, yeah. and i loved these games as a kid that that like i talked about the 700 hours in pokemon those games for some reason so 
to give you an idea how Mega Man Battle Network works, it's not like your Mega Man where it's like the robot loads in and it's a world you go through. No, there's two characters you play as. There's the overworld, which is like you and me, like we're walking along the streets, but everything is supposed to be set in the future. And people have these things called PETs or personal terminals. And inside of it is an AI. But back in the early 2000s, we didn't really figure AI would, you know, turn into what it is now. Um, so there's the main character whose name is Lan. He has a NetNavi that's Mega Man, but it's Mega Man.exe. So Mega Man in this universe is a program. And through the assistance of the PET, which like evolves through every series, it starts from like just a LAN Ethernet cable and eventually has like a laser port that can what's called jacking in. I, I know it's terrible in hindsight, the name. Mm -hmm. um, but like, so the thing is that Mega Man jacks into an electronic. So like your stove, your microwave, your stop sign, um, anything and everything in this world is digital. And then Mega Man goes on to the Internet of this world. And he then runs around like it's his own separate world. And then like a Pokemon encounter, random encounters, you'll encounter viruses, which would just be like, you know, your Metar enemies, your Candoms, your like Elect Wasps, stuff like that. And through that, um, then the battle sequence is a six by six board on each side, where then after a timer expires, you open up a menu that you get a selection of cards and with these cards, you then can manipulate and play with various game styles. It's, it sounds crazy. And I know I'm talking a lot right now, but it was so ahead of its time. So like you'd have this like six, so you have this three by three on like a six grid on each side. And then you would have like certain, so like certain chips could like steal the enemy's tiles so you could get closer to them. And then you could run like a sword build. And then with your sword, you could, like, slice the enemies to get close because, like, you couldn't have that ground before. Right. Or you could have, like, cannons where you don't do massive damage at range or throw bombs. And then, like, there was all this strategy to building a deck. Um, and so, like, each card would have, like, a, a, a number. No, sorry. It would have a letter attached to it. So you would get, like, sword A, right? And then so you get a bunch of A chips. Well, then you kind of want to build your deck around A chips because A chips can only work with each other. Or if I have two swords, but they're different letters, they can work with each other. So, like, sword A and L can be selected in the same hand, but, like, sword A and, like, canon B cannot. But if it's, like, sword A and canon A, it can be used together. So it's, like, this whole, like, deck-building thing, like, how you're talking about with, like, magic and synergy, and you have, like, your supports and how you heal yourself with, like, recovery chips. Then there's this sick feature where if you manage to have certain chips, so there's... Uh, so there's sword, wide sword, and long sword, for this example. You put them all together with the matching letters, you get a super card. And like in Yu-Gi-Oh!, it's effectively like Exodia Obliterate. And for the most part, you're blowing anything up in front of you. So it's a whole new way to play Mega Man. And they had six of these things. They had a, even a title on the DS. Uh, they had a title on the GameCube. And they actually recently just launched the Legacy Collection last year-ish. And when that came out, I was like, well, I love Mega Man, and I just kind of want to do Let's Plays for it. And I did. And that's what I've been doing ever since. And it kind of, like, got some really good traction, and I have a pretty decent community over there. That's people sick, dude. Who we just play this old GBA game that just no one heard of, but everyone loves it. So, yeah. 
sorry for like the long rant there, but it's a very fun game. If you ever get the chance, not just my channel for it, but ever just to look at Mega Man Battle Network, please go give it a shot. There's a whole anime and everything for it. It's it's a game that you don't expect to be as in depth and as like fun as I'm describing it. It's so cool. Dude, I'm hyped right now. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's just getting back like getting back I'll say okay, when I say back into magic, I'm not when I say back, I mean like 10 years, 10 plus years off the off the game. But like card like card now, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Mhm. It, it's so, there's something so satisfying about building a deck, like whether it's Magic or like Mega Man, like I was talking about, where it just like you like yeah, there's meta you can build, but then there's also songs where you're like, what if I do this? And then you make your own like psycho sort of like build where it works. It's very gimmicky. It's very fun and casual, but you feel so rewarded because your brain hashed this yes, idea. Yes. And it's yes, working. Yes. Like. To go, like, as a reference, so in Mega Man Battle Network 4, there's this power-up you get. It's called Poltergeist. And what it does is it allows you to cause things on the battlefield to levitate, and you throw them at the enemy. So my whole deck was just a bunch of rock cubes that Mega Man would start, like, levitating and chucking at people. Like, no, was it, was it good for the final boss? Absolutely. We got smoked. It was terrible. But was it fun? Yes. <laughs> like... It was, it's things like that where even if you go into magic and it's like, yeah, you could just make, you know, generic blue meta build deck, but, or you could make something like absolutely insane. Sure. You won't get like top one at a regional for it, but you're, no, you made some guy confused on what you just did. So right. you always got to have the fun in it, you know? So bat Mega Man battle network. Yep. Um, like I said, the legacy collection just came out. So for a full price game, you get 12 games in one. That's oh, sorry. You get, I lied. Wait, you get, but what is that in Canadian? Like 400? Yeah. Okay. Ha -ha. <laughs> uh, no, it's still a hundred dollars, but you get, um, sorry, you get nine games because so the first three, it's just Mega Man Battle Network one, two, and three. And then technically what's considered disc two or cartridge two is well, Mega it has Man Battle six, Network. It has six. Oh, okay. It has six games worth. Yeah, but okay. see, Cartridge 2 technically has six games. Cartridge 1 has three games because uh, with 4, 5, and 6, they kind of did a Pokemon where Pokemon... So, sorry, uh, Mega Man Battle Network 4, it's uh, for its Blue Moon and Red Sun because they wanted to introduce trading. Like, there was always trading in the original ones. That's some real Pokemon it, title right there. It is. But there was, so there's like Blue Moon, Red Sun, and then the next ones were Team Colonel and Team Proto Man, and then the last ones were like Psybeast Falzar and then Psybeast Gregar. Um, and then, so like, you still had to trade anyways in the Mega Man Battle Network 1, 2, and 3. Right. They just were like, well, if you're going to have version exclusives to get with your friends, might as well just, you know... I guess label it and then obviously try to but back in the day those games were only 30 bucks anyway so it's very right, different pricing right. so and complete mm -hmm. they were but it, they're very fun games um they also have so mind you too like each playthrough of a game you're looking over 20 hours and then there's post game on top of that um you've got like all the so like even some of your like favorite characters i don't know how much into mega man you were but like a lot of like the Reploids and everything like that, and like Doctor Wily, Doctor Wily's still in it. Um, all his old robot masters are just enemies now, but like in the net. So there's it, still a crossover in the world. It's just in a different sort of setting. Um, I was never, so yeah. 
super into Mega Man. I wasn't like I've definitely played all the old retro games like that, but I was never like the the I never was allowed to have a console. So yeah, I the very first thing I ever had was a Game Boy. I got that mm-hmm. when I was like game respects game on that brother me tame, too i, st- tame, I still tame, have my so. original original game boy sp so yeah i had a, I had a purple game boy color that was my very first one Absolutely. and uh my first game was toy story <laughs> real <laughs> toy story uh the I toy know. story game boy game and then i also had a game called warlocked mm-hmm. uh if you remember the game warlocked it was an rts for your game boy rts on the game that yeah sounds so ambitious. you could build so you could build like you could build like a like a barracks, and then you could build like, from what I remember, like a guard tower. And I want to say there was like one like a third building or something. It was mm-hmm. obviously limited buildings, and like the barracks would just generate units, and you would select your units, and then you would tell them to go fight the other base or whatever. And then yeah. you got like special units, which is I think where the warlocked name came from, maybe. And you you got, like, hero units, basically. And you would just try to go kill the, like, hero unit of the other team. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, so uh, It sounds very, like, it sounds as RTS as you can get on a Game Boy, but that still sounds very fun. Like, it, it was. the simple direction, it's really good. Super sick. So. But also, when you're 11 or, like, 10, it's... I mean, this this is amazing. This is the greatest thing ever. Because uh, I was yeah. I was done with Toy Story. I was like, nah, I ain't got time for that. I have serious no, business no over on Warlocks. Like, I don't, I don't have time to play, like, do the claw machine. All right. No. Uh, yeah. So that was kind of the first. Um, I mean, I I was like exposed to Mega Man and Ninja Turtles, and you know Super Mario. But really, I could only play the games of the friends who had those games. So I knew if I went over to you know, friend A's house, I could have access to all the Super Marios. Uh, mm-hmm. If I went over to friend B's house, I knew I could um, play like Ninja Turtles and then some like racing games I wasn't interested in, you know? And then if I went over to this person's house, I think I love games so much because I was starved from them. So I went from Game Boy to X, uh, original Xbox, nothing in between. Yeah. So oh, I never had anything else. That's a crazy jump. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I got that. So the very first console I had was Xbox. And then, like, the very first game that I bought on my own was Halo. Good um, choice. So, like, Halo is great memories for me, but I missed everything else. So, the only things I could play were, you know, the the, the PlayStation 1 hooked ups in, in Johnny's mom's minivan. Or, like, <laughs> whatever we could find at the arcade, you know, or whatever. Really, like, I got so much gaming done at the ele- in the electronics section of the Fred Myers or the you know, like the best buys of the world. So whenever yeah. we, my family went out shopping, um, I always asked like, Hey, where, where are you guys going? And if I knew they had an electronic section with uh, demos, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going like, yeah, if we're absolutely. going to the mall, I'm going. If we're going to Fred Meyer, I'm going because they always had demos and I would just go there. I'm like, guys, you'll, I'll be right here. Like take as long as you want. Cause that was all my game time. Absolutely. No, I they like, it seems like the, those game demos introduced like so much, like even, I remember having a uh, a game demo disc actually just for the PS2 for some reason and it has so many like bizarre games I never heard on it and I remember having like this Transformers game that was fun 
and oh. like I just put the demo and it would time out. I don't remember what it was, but I just oddly remember playing it at some points. Um, but yeah, like I, I feel on that. Like whenever we went to like Walmart or like uh, Zellers up here, if I know, oh my, yeah, God, I know Zellers. Canadians I've heard were, of Zellers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, rest in peace. Uh, uh, you know, hate you, Target, for what you did to Zellers. It's all good. <laughs> um, but like they had those sections too, and like you would see new games coming out. Um, but even like going like to an EB Games or like a GameStop. Like, I remember just seeing posters, and there's this one time I saw it was, like, this Tom Clancy's game. But it was a fighter jet game. It was called, like, Tom Clancy's Hawks. Absolutely fell in love Tom with that game. Tom Clancy's Hawks. H-A-W-X. Okay. Yeah, so you know it was hardcore, and it was, it was, like, a, it was like, a military jet game. Like, I, I love, and then I fell in love with those types of games. And because of that game, I wound up going to study, like, avionics and stuff that's like cool. that that's cool yeah and i got passions for stuff like that and like ga- gaming i feel like even those little things introduce you and having those little times away from things like games yeah they can be like an absolute time vacuum but they're also like sometimes so important to introducing you things that you don't know that you like yeah but so is my job my job's a bit big time vacuum you know you no know, one's ever talking I, about that everyone's hating I, on games but you know hate on your job more that's what i said I listen. All I'm saying it's it's the job conspiracy to uh, make you think that games are a waste of time because yeah, they just yeah. don't want you to be happy. So yeah, <laughs> yeah big pharma really just big, you know big, they hate yeah. the games. <laughs> I work for the government, so trust me, I know. The, listen, I'm in your pigeons. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Birds aren't real, dude. Whatever, that's fine. No, they are not. <laughs> Where are the baby pigeons at, Moose? Where are they at? I ain't never uh, seen one. <laughs> they're being coded right now, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm 3D printing some in my garage right now. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, I will ever be appreciative for games, like in just across everything. Like even to this day, like I will go back, play my old games, um, and then play the new ones, and just across the board of everything. Like the only games I honestly don't play are just racing games because I'm just not interested in cars and uh, like RTS games, just because I've never really found one that stuck interested with me. I've played. Like, Have you ever played Company of Heroes? No. Okay. That that as far as RTS goes, like that or um Warhammer actually has a really fun RTS. Mm-hmm. Um if you're into the Warhammer you know world I know or, my, or I know my all. buddy is. I'll think about it, but because like, you know, I don't know if I have to spend another hundred dollars, so <laughs> Yeah, Company of Heroes, I think they're on their third one right now. Uh it's a World War Two RTS. Yeah. Um like if you if you like that, you know, that that genre. Uh you just like you can i don't know man it's just like very it's just like detailed like units can take cover um you know big explosions will change the environment so the environment's affected by you know combat like buildings can collapse um Mm -hmm. it's kind of like battlefield but with an overhead view that's way i can describe it uh yeah i love battlefield battlefield all-time favorite shooter Um, absolutely halo all-time like favorite probably like top five game series for me of all time just because that's what Mm -hmm. i grew up with but uh battlefield as far as shooters go like bad company 2 played that so so much Um, absolutely i bad company 2 is definitely the the gate my gateway drug into fps for sure um like i I had modern warfare 2 and i was like kind of bad at it back in the day whatever but then i played bad company 2 and i was like yeah i don't know why this is my crack cocaine but here it is and it was just so much fun and like battle a battlefield game if you go like 22 and 9 yeah that's a great score 
absolutely. You can still, you know, you like you'd always have those guys in your team. It's like, hey, I went seven and seven, but I have I'm top of the board for um, doing something. Objective know, points. Object- yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I captured all the points and got no kills. Like, or you mm-hmm. can be the helicopter pilot who's like a hundred and three, but you have they you didn't sit on one flag, you didn't capture one thing, you know. Um, and somehow at least it always like. Tra- like at least it, like yeah the helicopter mowed down 103 people which makes it so much easier for the guy to go cap another flight right 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 and like it feel like it it truly was an experience where it's like yeah i don't maybe not the best guy in the world but hey at least i know the the dad who just got home after running the plumber shift and his two kids are yelling at him is gonna sit on sea flag and keep it nice and warm right for right, me, right. You know? he can absolutely yeah, yeah. <laughs> he can make some hot dogs while he's defending sea no problem absolutely so yeah i i, I hope that Oh, I guess kind of talking a little about EA, I guess, and them make since they produce Battle or publish Battlefield. Uh, have you heard that Disney wants to buy them? Buy what? The entirety of EA. For what? I don't know. Why do, why just, do they need to buy that? So why do so, they need so, to buy that? Do you remember the Star Wars fiasco? What is this? The whole, what is this? The whole loot box and what everything is this? Else? What is this news? What is this? Yeah. Why are um, you seeing this? So, uh, it was a couple. So after, like, um, so Disney wants to get back into gaming. They don't want Why? to license again because they can't they make shows or movies right. What makes you think they're gonna make games right? I don't know, man. They just listen. They're cooking something. This is the worst news I've ever heard. <laughs> I don't want this to happen. I'm not like an EA stand, but I'm. No, I mean, what are we doing? I don't like this I at all. Know. Listen, listen. Someone is buying enough Mickey plushies to where they're buying EA. All right. And after hearing that news a while back, because the initial plan was like, now like Battlefield was supposed to like stop after season, like Battlefield twenty four two is supposed to stop after season six. Um, but then apparently it's like, well, now the higher ups are like continuing it, and they're gonna keep like twenty forty two around as like this long, pretty much could be the last Battlefield game, and keep it in its live service cycle. Um, and then because EA, because now Disney wants to buy EA in its entirety, because they don't want to give the rights anymore, because of like the whole fiasco that happened with the Star Wars Battlefront two loot boxes. If you remember that. Uh yes, I just remember. I remember launch. I remember. It was going to take somewhere in the neighborhood of like the time it's, it takes to build a house by yourself to, to earn Darth Vader. Uh, and then yeah. also like the cost of just, yeah, yeah. So I remember this. Fans, the worst fans, reviewed game on Steam of all time, I believe, for, for it held that title for a while. I, I don't know if yeah. it still is. Or no, 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 no. Da- the most down, what was it? The most downvoted, the most downvoted post on Reddit was EA responding yeah. to people being pissed or something like that. Yeah, because yeah. Disney was like, well, no, we want it done like this, where it's like, you know, we want the Star Wars stuff, and then, like, we want people to pay for loot boxes because this is when Advanced Warfare was out, and then you know, the whole pay-to-win stuff. Um, but, like, yeah, so Darth Vader costed your, like, firstborn daughter or whatever. Um, and then e- Disney was like, EA, why are people not playing the game anymore? Why are people not buying, you know, stuff? It's like, it's supposed to buy stuff. And it's like, well, you see, Disney if you make these extremely predatory things in a very casual game where we don't have much substance for people to play, except for these heroes they can't unlock, they're not going to have anything to play. And Disney's like, but money. And they're like, eh, I'm sorry. So they took the rights away from EA, which was like a $2 billion deal. So mm-hmm. like now EA is out $2 billion. Um, and now they're just like, 
hoping that it takes two can recover that whenever it drops in like the next four years (laughs) um so like you had all that stuff and now disney's like well it was ea's fault so we're just gonna buy them this time so we'll do it our way and it's like you you did it your way anyways so i don't know just yeah terrible 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 news so dude i don't even want to talk okay do you want have you seen all the star wars content uh most Okay. Most all of it, yeah. So I think, okay. So this is a very important question. Book of Boba Fett. Best of the new stuff or worst of the new stuff? Um, it's a trick question. It's the worst of the new stuff. I was, I was. That's the right answer. My answer is it was fun. <laughs> like, like that's if I ever say if something, you know, it was fun. It's my way of saying, listen, it was, it was, you know, it wasn't amazing. It was pretty bad. It was, it was, uh, it was there. Um, I don't think Boba Fett, the Stone Cold Killer, is supposed to be a fun, relatable character. Uh, and I try not to gatekeep Star Wars. Like I like, I'm open to change and new things. But, um, what the hell was that biker gang? <laughs> okay, okay. So that tells me all I need to know about Disney buying my favorite stuff. Y- yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, exactly. It's or just even getting into your favorite thing, sort of thing. Like, I don't it's... want Disney's arm anywhere near Star Wars. Too too late. Mm-hmm. And then you end up with a a biker gang, a literal hovering, a, a hovering motor scooter gang of. I don't even people. I don't even uh, know, man. If I, you I haven't guess they're seen cyber, it, are they cyber psychos from like cyberpunk? I guess that's the best way to describe them. <sighs> Like, if, if, you really if you're listening about... and you don't know, just just look up Biker Gang Book of Boba Fett and you'll see. And then and then search chase Biker Gang Chase Scene. Oh and then and then search slow motion spin yeah, around. There it is. The Dude, slow- <laughs> search slow motion spin biker gang. Oh. Whatever combination of those words. Just please. Oh, please watch it. It was so tough, man. And I'm watching yeah. that, and then and then they also put out Andor, and I'm like, why okay, is it I, all of it like this? Yeah, like Andor, Andor was like I I it was like seeing the Star Wars universe in like an actual thrill, like not in the Jedi light. I feel like they've gotten better than things from the mainstream Jedi light. Yes. Okay. Like like it's not like it's like. It's just a couple of like spies getting ready to build the rebellion. I feel like it was such a free shot story. It was so good. You know what I mean? And it was then, dark. Like, it was gritty. It like wasn't. Yeah. yeah. It it like. I like those ones because. It's it reminded me of Rogue One a little bit because you have just mm-hmm. normal people. It's like what yeah. did, what did the normies do while the Jedi's were off? You know, fighting. Mm-hmm. And. I don't know. I also like spy stories. So anything that's that yeah, kind of like espionage type type aesthetic, I, I'm into. It was that it was fun, but I also just feel like they got that right. Like the casting was good, the yes. story direction was good. Like every episode felt like it was supposed to come out dark. after each other. Yeah, it was dark. Like like it kept it, it kept the tone. The Boba Fett stuff was like, I'm sorry, why is Boba Fett training with the Sand People? This is Boba Fett. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you're telling me, like, the guy who gets out the Sarlacc pit and then, like, you know, does some crazy stuff, gets trained by the Tusken He's Raiders? Hunt, he hunts Jedi for a living. Yeah, and then it's like, I, once again, I don't mind mild adaptation. Like, it would have been cool, like, maybe in a... But, like, it was... 
it was like it made him oddly wholesome i think that was like my strangest gripe with it i was like yeah. boba fett is like like oh yes i now own tatooine i will not be a ruthless dictator though it's like okay one i don't think boba fett's like a uh, ruler of anything anyways like he's always been just like yo i watched my daddy get chopped up like i'm just <laughs> i'm edgy and he's not me, a good you know? dude right no, right he's not a good dude and like th- them trying to make him an anti-hero it's like okay sort of like he does stuff for the money but then like i feel like there wasn't any opportunity to give him money you know what i mean right so they just eventually <laughs> right. had to be like well he's got to be an anti-hero now and it's like uh, okay. he's like i'm no, collecting taxes and everyone's like we don't haven't no one has anything like, like, all okay. right well i'll be here all next right. week I'm like okay let me know it's like yeah he's like i'm here to collect my dues like, you know where to it. find me like, yeah all right i'll be there <laughs> wink wink <laughs> homie is homie more <laughs> debt than an nft bro like what the hell <laughs> i know <laughs> like tatooine's going to shit if that's how they're running their economics also, over there of all the planets that you're trying to take over you pick the one that's like one town in desert it's just like it's like i'm the king they're like of what there's there's nothing here everything sucks yeah it's like yeah you're the king because no one's gonna fight back right hungry like like, the biker gang is your squad that's every that's all the good people that's the best stuff you have all the best stuff the rancor why is the rancor a puppy (laughs) uh uh, so anyway, yeah. I don't want Disney to buy EA. Okay, yeah, I agree with that too. I agree with that too. You know, I don't. <laughs> perfect, perfect. <laughs> I don't um, need. Oh my god, I, I, I hadn't heard that. And I, that that I don't. Are they just trying to become, you know, the only company? It's just Amazon and Disney. That's it. I mean, <sighs> I mean, Amazon has to produce a like has to produce a game first. Like they can't just keep pouring well, over. They had. New. Do you remember they had that like you looter know? shooter that came out for a really brief amount of time? They had um No, I'm gonna be honest with you, no. Like a it was like a PV PvE. No. Like there was um sh- uh like neutral objectives and then both teams had to fight it, but each it came out for a really short amount of time. Uh it was like that, but I guess New World is by far their biggest game. Which is like hard to say biggest game when you've had to relaunch it twice sort of like you've had to put so many updates out you have to rework it and you still have a niche community right you know right like you you kind of know man's guide but you didn't right you know I, okay i guess here's a fun topic i guess um or a little bit to talk on the like games like new world like you know you got the two big titans you've got runescape you've got wow and i guess you got final fantasy 14 right yeah like those are the three big juggernauts of the mmo why do you think a game company would be like let's make our own and then try to dethrone already subscription-based things that have a giant chokehold on the entire like industry of that section and then be like oh it sucked wonder why you know what i mean like i just i I feel Uh... like if there's one genre you have to study a craft for to make perfectly and you'll still probably fail it's definitely the mmo rpg right now yeah, I think uh, I think it probably matters like who they hired for these teams because I imagine that 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 games division was a bunch of trans like transfers. I, I feel like they didn't just start one from scratch. Like I'm sure everyone, I'm sure a lot of the the higher ups came from other companies maybe that already did it. 
Um, yeah. I guess it's like that had something to do with it. I don't know if I was Amazon, like you ba- you have an unlimited budget and you tackled arguably the most difficult genre to be successful in. Yeah. Uh, especially right now. So why Whatever. not, dude, why not just like, why not just make, not when I say small, I mean like just solid, like 20 to 40 hour titles somewhere in there. Um, and just make them really, really good. Start uh, okay. Okay. Easy something. to say, easy to say, obviously, but start with something just like much, much smaller or make like our super simple, but competitive multiplayer game. Um, nothing crazy, just something with a lot of replay value. Keep it super light on the micro purchases and just start building a reputation. Yeah, um, that'd be a good idea. But something, something approachable. Like New World's not approachable. No, it's it's really not. It's like um, you need to have a lot of experience with MMOs. I think I like. I don't think it's the easiest MMO to get into. No, and even like I'm a RuneScape kid. I've been playing since I was seven. Like if it wasn't Pokemon Emerald or Mega Man, it was RuneScape for me. So like I still have my original account, and every time a new like MMO comes out, I'm I've beat RuneScape at this point. Yeah, and I will still be like okay there's a new mmorpg to come out and then like you kind of have to get to it and like i can at least just go enjoy an end game that i've already played so much right to the point where it's like like if you can't encapsulate me with a new game that's like you have the opportunity to as someone who's looking for something new and like my old burnout is still more interesting right i feel like that's a big problem so so yeah i don't um me this is gonna really bother me it's uh Amazon, um because then also like while you're looking that up then they like oh outriders publish... outriders oh outriders i mm, sounds kind of familiar but uh let me see amazon looter shooter Not Am- then they also did that um looter... then they also like published um like those south korean mmos too which they like did the english translation for them and then they wound up killing the game because they let bots overrun it which was weird oh crucible 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 there's a free-to-play multiplayer they canceled it i'm pretty sure but it it was like uh yeah it it looked really cool yeah the environment looked really cool Dude, you know the other game I was thinking about today um, that never really got off the shelf? Anthem? It was... Uh, <laughs> dude, I beat Anthem. Everyone did. You booted yeah. up and that was it. That was <laughs> um, there was a game back way back when where it was like three or four players versus a giant monster. Oh, yeah. I was talking about this the other day, too. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Prey. It was Prey or something. Apex, something along those lines. Oh, goodness You know gracious. what I'm talking about? Where you could, evolved. like... Evolved. Evolved. I evolved. wanted that game to be... I was like... Dude, I played I played that, and I was like, dude, this is this is sick. Like, I was so... I thought it was just... I thought it was going to be great. I don't know what happened to it, but I was, like, very excited to play. Yeah, I can't remember. Evolve, evolved is so fascinating. Yeah. Because it's like Dead by Daylight exists and somehow this game couldn't. I dude, dude. Dude. I know. It's because I think Dead by Daylight I think it just like the thought there's so many 
killers. Like, there's so many... I also... I just feel that, like... I guess it's the relatability. Because it's just, like, there are so many killers and so much more, and there's only, like, four. It's easier, units. too. It's a much easier game. Yeah, it is much easier. Like, you, you had to really practice with the whole monster thing which is i don't i don't blame like i think it really could have been a because like dead by day it's already kind of niche i guess sort of it's like the most popular of its kind like it's it's i I guess it's popular because it's killed off the what was that one also based off the movie friday the 13th they killed off uh yeah friday the 13th texas chainsaw massacre has one there it is texas chainsaw massacre yeah that one like, it technically managed to kill the hype of those two games, so I guess that would mean it's monopolized the area, but Evolve was just... I remember Evolve. Evolve. had the... But I feel like also, didn't Evolve not drop on PC as I, it dropped I, on Xbox? I and don't remember buggy. what happened to it. I, I don't... I just remember the concept, like, the whole... The whole... I hate to use the word vibe, but, like, it was so... I felt like it was scary. Yeah, no, it was it was it was truly a real experience. Yeah, it was really yeah. fun. It like I never played it, but watching it looks so cool. Like, like you had to be methodical. Like I think it's because maybe people expected it to be casual. It was not. Like, it was not. It was it really was hard. Yeah. yeah, like and the dead, monster like, task was like you had to go like hunt other things and like build yourself up and you could like poke, but you had to. I feel like the way it was designed it was like it was kind of like a build up where it was just like build up to end game like everyone yeah. was just trying to like prepare for the final fight like there was always going to be one final fight but it was like games were really long from what i remember and like the maps were really big and but it was like it was cool i felt like it was predator kind of yes. um and like you were really being hunted or like if you saw birds fly in trees you'd be alerted like oh it's probably it's like that direction yeah that's and, like, like that 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 there was like it it really like you were saying it's not casual and like you had to be really smart as a monster and then i guess because like like i watched my buddy time hi time i know you're probably gonna watch this after um but like he like i we were up like at 5 a.m one day and he was just like getting all like the prestige skins or something for like dead by daylight and he's just sitting there like we're mindlessly drooling and i'm just watching him screen share and he is just dropping people like with no thought behind it. And I feel like that's why Dead by Daylight has a success is because you can do either role with like you can think and add to it or you don't have to. Evolve was like, all right, where's my battle map? You know, like like you're saying the the trees, the birds, the footsteps, the carefully plotting out what right. I'm going to eat. Right. Like I can't actually see the person. I need to get a stage up and like. Like it, and the it, monster it, would evolve, and that was like the whole thing, right? It's like the monster, depending on what the monster did, is how it grew. Mm-hmm. Like depending on what you ate or hunted or like whatever skills you picked. So like the monster you fighting was never the same, which I always thought was really yeah. sick. That uh, was very sick, yeah. Damn, I don't even know how that came. But there's but. only three of them. I think they had one expansion where they dropped a fourth. Um, but yeah, like I'm even like just on Steam here. They have like little videos playing. They're playing in front of me. Like the guy's like a flamethrower. Yeah, like, can breathe fire. Yeah. And, like level three. Like that's sick. Yeah. But like I guess I guess and my brain is telling me it's like ranked play for DBD pretty much. And I can definitely see why people didn't like now knowing there has to be like a quick play and like a rank play for a lot of things in video games. Like I really feel that like that's probably what hurt evolve so much would just be like oh this game is really hard i don't want to put this much effort into it yeah i'm gonna have to go back i think and and see what and just like read about what happened but yeah 
Actually, um, well, funny story about Evolve. Oh, yeah, just, go ahead. As we kind of wrap up this topic, uh, yep. there was a game that actually recently picked up its same gameplay style, maybe like a year ago or so, and it died out too. But, like, I won't leave you guessing for too long, but if you could take one guess on which popular anime picked up the idea of Evolve and tried to turn it into its own game, I'll, I'll give you, like, a cookie. Which anime... Which popular anime tried to remake Evolve, but in the style of the anime? But in the style of the anime. Yep. Um. You you don't even have to know it. Like you you you'll know you you know the anime even if you don't watch it. It was Dragon Ball Z. Wait, if you that would not have guessed that. Lick look up the game Dragon Ball Breakers. Dragon yes, sir. Ball breakers. Breakers just come out. Uh, to October thirteenth, twenty twenty two. Oh, recent. Okay. Yep. And when I tell you that you would just simply not like, you're gonna look at like you'll see a couple of snippets. So the idea is is that it's not like evolve where you're they were theming it is hide and seek. So you would load in as a character and you would fly around these worlds and you'd be hunted down by like Vegeta, Cell, Boo, like all these Broly, all Frieza, like all these villains. And the idea is you sneak around and you gather parts to build the time machine so you can leave the area before the villain, like Frieza, Bell, Boo, whatever, hits level three or even four in some cases, and then they would, like, transform. So, like, Vegeta eventually would turn, like, his grade eight form. And then, like, Cell turns into perfect Cell. You know, Broly, per- you know, super Broly, like, whatever. Like, their biggest, baddest form. And then they would win by destroying the world. <laughs> Dude, I'm watching this preview video right now. This looks... It's, Dragon Ball it's... Breakers online asymmetrical action game. I don't even... That's hilarious yep. way to describe it. A I... team of seven ordinary citizens tries to survive the raider. Who will hunt and evolve into an unstoppable force? Recent reviews so, mostly negative. <laughs> so, sound familiar? Sound familiar? Oh no, mostly so it's, negative. It's Dragon Ball Evolve. It's so bad. Have you played it? No, no, because I'm not spending a hundred dollars on this game. Uh, no, dude, I know. Oh my gosh, you really, you really can't just like hop on and be like, "Hey, let me try well, this out." For now, 10 now it's okay. Now it's thirty bucks. Now it's twenty six ninety nine for me. So the price has at least dropped. Uh, but like, no uh, one's gonna play it. So I'm not, not dropping a hundred. Any game <laughs> developed by the Dimps Corporation? That's I'm not making that up. I'm out. I know. I see I'm that. <laughs> Let's see. What do they make? They made Soul Calibur. They made the DLC for Soul Calibur and soul okay. caliber okay and dragon ball heroes uh music expansion okay yeah. that th- and then oh they made xeno oh they made xeno first dlc they made super dragon ball heroes uh world mission which is like i think i don't this is like a card game that's full price 80 dollars for an arcade game port i i love this review no one plays in my region so i can't play anymore thumbs down it's <laughs> not the game's region. fault that's no, not the game's fault this guy yes. wrote this guy wrote highly recommend uh comments goku that's the whole thing <laughs> goku. um 
Well, dang, dude. Yeah. Um, well, let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up. We're at an hour absolutely. twenty already. Um, oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, but like before we go, uh, tell the people where they can find you and and what you're working on. Uh, so right now, uh, my main goals that I'm working on is just like my usual YouTube stuff. So I'm always keeping that up. You can find me at uh, I guess x.com. Uh, Dangerous Moose. That's dang. Uh, then uh, three, there's a three in my name. So the uh, first E in Dangerous is a three, Dangerous Moose. And then that name just goes everywhere else on Twitch, TikTok, YouTube. And then my second YouTube channel is Moose uh, EXE. If you guys want to come hang out, watch a Mega Man. Uh, but yeah, that's where you can find me on. And every other project is just wherever the heart leads me right now. So that's awesome, what's been going. Um, yeah, and you guys can find me at, again, this is episode 21 of the Creators Unplugged podcast. You can find me at Ghost Stories Gaming on all things social. Just look for Ghost Stories Gaming or Ghost Plays Games. And uh, you'll find me mainly on TikTok and YouTube. And this episode will be posted on YouTube as well as Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, that is all I have, man. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll do this again real soon. And I'll uh, Absolutely. Thank I'll you catch you on the next one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.